Hi, this is Serge Corgin coming to you live from ACC 2017. I'm pleased to be joined today by Dr. Nichols, who's here to tell us a little more about the CARAT study. Hello, Dr. Nichols. Hi. Um, it's a pleasure to have you. So this is a very interesting field of research, um, especially in the past decade, I think. HAL hypo hypothesis has been under a lot of question. Um, tell us a little more about uh, the background behind the study and why you guys decided to do it. Well, I think, as you said, HDL's been certainly the flavor of the month in terms of drug development for about a decade. We know that if you have a low HDL cholesterol, you're at a higher rate of having a cardiovascular event. And, and, and there's been a lot of interest in developing HDL drugs. And, and, and that really all started in 2003 when Steve Nissen reported that infusing an HDL mimetic containing APOA1 Milano could regress plug. And it did that in a setting when patients weren't treated with particularly high-intensity statin therapy. Uh, but it really stimulated a whole field. We saw a bunch of HDLC raising agents, CTP inhibitors, niacin, none of which seemed to have cardiovascular benefit in large outcome trials. Um, and the field's almost gone back to the, to the infusions. And it's kind of said, well, what if we simply just infuse lipid deplete forms of HDL? Mm -hmm. um, they don't raise HDLC, but they appear to be functional. We know they promote cholesterol efflux, they may be anti-inflammatory. Um, would that, in the contemporary era of well-treated patients with high-intensity statin therapy, produce the kind of effect we saw in 2003? In other words, more regression. And, we could, and could we take that forward in terms of clinical development? Okay. Uh, tell us a little more about the study design. Right. So this, in this study, we used a mimetic called CER001. Each of these mimetics are a little different. This one contains wild-type apple Y1. It contains a very different type of lipid species then the other HDL mimetics called sphingomyelin. Um, it's negatively charged. Again, that makes it a little different than the other HDL mimetics. And so what we did is we performed an acute coronary syndrome study. We took 301 patients. They all had high plaque burden. They had an IVUS exam and a coronary artery. And then they received weekly intravenous infusions of either CER001 or placebo. They received 10 infusions over nine weeks mm -hmm. And then they had a second IVUS exam in the same coronary artery at the end of the study. Okay. And what did you guys find? Well, we observed no increase in HDL cholesterol. We would have expected that. Um, what we really uh, were wanted to look at was would there be more regression of disease than there wasn't. We saw a modest degree of regression in the standard of care group. And I think that reinforces the benefits of what we're already doing in terms of high-intensity statin therapy. Um, but we saw no greater degree of regression uh, in the CR001. No difference between the group. It didn't matter which of the parameters we looked at. Um, it didn't matter if we just looked at the percentage of patients demonstrating any degree of regression, no benefit whatsoever. We could not identify a subgroup uh, in which we could see any benefit. Um, in general, the agent was well tolerated. We saw no excess of adverse events or any kind of biochemical parameter uh, abnormality that might concern us. Uh, but in the end of the day, it just didn't translate to benefit in the artery wall, which was really the, the major focus of the study. Did you guys measure cholesterol efflux in the study? We are measuring it at the moment. There were prior measurements of cholesterol efflux, um, which looked very encouraging. Uh, and in fact, so, so one of the challenges in the field is that we now have um, a couple of different infusions, which improve cholesterol efflux but don't work uh, when we look at them on IVUS. Uh, we have the CTAP inhibitors, which in fact raise... Uh, cholesterol efflux, but then they don't translate to benefit in terms of cardiovascular outcomes in large CV outcomes trials. So, so you know, the, the efflux story is, is, is a little bit of a confusing one at the moment. We 
We want to believe in it. We want to help use those results to inform drug development, dosing, whether we should move forward or not. Um, yet we've not seen a positive efflux finding in drug development ultimately translate to benefit. Um, there are other agents going on in the field. Dr. Gibson, for example, uh, is leading a program looking at the CSL mimetic. Uh, again, it contains ApoA1, but it contains a different lipid species and it's not negatively charged. It, it improves cholesterol efflux and he presented some really elegant data at the AHA, he just won. Big safety study, it looked very safe. It had very favorable effects on efflux. And you know, I hope a lot of us in the field are really hoping that that will move forward um, into a much bigger study to, to look at cardiovascular outcomes, but we have to wait and see. And what do you say to the people who said the HDL hypothesis is no longer a thing? Well, I've, I think it's important that you use the word HDL hypothesis. I think, I think we have to rethink the way that we're looking at HDL. We have an LDL hypothesis, and it's pretty clear. The genetics, the animal data, tells us that LDL is a bad thing. doesn't matter what therapy you use. If you lower LDL cholesterol, in general, you lower cardiovascular risk. HDL is not as straightforward as that. HDL is very heterogeneous in terms of the different forms. Um, we, we really don't have a consistency or a consensus on whether they're all protective. Um, the genetics for HDL don't work. Um, and right now, we're struggling to find therapies that target HDL in one way or another that translate to benefit. So I would argue we don't have an HDL hypothesis. We have a whole field where HDL is potentially important and lipid transport is important. And that's why I'm a big supporter of the fact that even though these other agents have appeared to fail, um, it really is important to give the other agents a chance because I, I feel that they're not necessarily completely related. Dr. Nichols, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for watching. We're here live from ACC 2017.